The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, James Breakwell, and today, special guest attorney, Rayford Palmer. That's me. Try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me, James. I appreciate it. You are actually our first ever guest. We had somebody come on and help us co-host once. This is the first time I've actually replaced Steve for an episode. Uh, for those two fans who are around who want Steve back, don't worry, he's not good, good <laughs> gone for good. This is a <laughs> temporary thing, but uh, uh, Mr. Palmer has published a, a really interesting book that's right up our alley, so I wanted a chance to highlight it. It's called I Just Want This Done, How Smart, Successful People Get Divorced Without Losing Their Kids, Money, and Minds. And he was kind enough to send me a copy. I did read it. Luckily, I read it without my wife noticing because so no sorts of <laughs> uncomfortable questions came up there. I'm not planning to get divorced, but uh, uh, Rafer definitely has an interesting insight into marriage. Now, how many years have you been a practicing divorce attorney? Uh, 26 or so since 1994. And you probably can't give a firm answer to this, but just ballpark. How many divorces do you think you've handled in that time? It, it's in the hundreds. I, I don't really, I haven't kept count, but it's, okay. it's at least a few hundred and it's got to be several hundred, I, I'm guessing, yeah. over time. And it is. Uh, yeah, so you, you've, uh, you've been through this once or twice and you've also been through this yourself, right? You've been divorced and then you've been successfully remarried, correct? Yes. Um, I was married 24 years the first time, got divorced. And I talk about that in the book, actually. And then I was re I'm remarried and uh, actually to my law partner, <laughs> which is an interesting story in and of itself. So now, so you definitely you, you've seen this from all angles. Now, I know there are some people who think that, uh, you know, marriage is kind of an outdated institution or maybe we don't need it anymore. But you as somebody who helps people, you know, successfully and amicably dissolve these divorces, you chose to get married again. And now what uh, what went into your thought process for that? Is there something that marriage offers beyond just kind of standard monogamous relationships in 2021? I I'm a big fan of marriage. I believe in the institution. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for that commitment. And um, while I, you know, I promote prenups and I talk about this in my social media too, and, and that, yes, it's always smart to have a premarital agreement, but I believe in the institution. I think saying to somebody, I'm committed to you and, and legally bound to you, it says something more. It says, when we have an argument, I'm not leaving tomorrow. Okay. I, you know, I'm not moving out tonight because I'm mad at you. It's it's a commitment to stay together, even though times may be tough. And that is a nice place to be. And, uh, and aside from all the moral issues that are also very valid, the the idea that you're making more a commitment in front of a group of people, at, let's say even if it's two or three people in the court, if you get married by a judge or 200 people in a church, that commitment, that promise to each other is significant. That's uh, that's actually really good to hear. And the last place you expect to hear the defense of old-fashioned romances from a divorce attorney, right? <laughs> but that very very succinctly and very well. Uh, you definitely offer some uh, some interesting advice uh, in your in your book. I, I guess the basic philosophy is why would you spend ten thousand dollars paying an attorney to fight over five thousand dollars in assets? And the right. central strategy seems to be negotiating good faith 
keep it amicable and get it done as fast as possible or there's nothing uh, not going to be anything left to split and i know you have an entire book that goes into the ins and outs you really can't summarize it that succinctly but if you were to just kind of give people who are thinking about divorce one tip before they get into it what would that be um understand your options that there is more than one way to do it so if people aren't really familiar with alternative dispute resolution so they don't really know what mediation is they're not really aware what arbitration is and what the pros and cons are or collaborative practice so i would say be sure to understand your options just like you would when you're if you're going to buy a house you're going to buy a car or anything else you're going to purchase understand your options know what you're getting into before you get into it and and choose a lawyer carefully also Definitely. So I, and I say that like I know firsthand, all I know is what I learned from your book. (laughs) Good. I trust your expertise on that one. Now, have you just developed over these hundreds of uh, divorce cases you've handled? You talk in the book about, you know, if it's possible to reconcile, go ahead and reconcile. Sometimes that's the best option. Have you developed a sense over the years of when it is possible to reconcile and when things are broken and everybody's going to be happier if they just go their separate ways? Yes. Um, I would say, and this is you know, obviously anecdotally, I'm, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a psychologist, I'm a divorce lawyer, but by observing clients over many, many years, and this is something that we talk about in our law firm with our other attorneys, I mean, firms STG Divorce Law, we're in the Chicago area. And when we've had, we've had thousands of consultations with you know, potential clients, folks that hire us, may not hire us, whatever, but so you see a huge, you know, many more than just the number of people we actually handle the divorces for, but we see multiples of those folks in consultations. So they tell you their stories and you get to know these people and you start to see patterns. The pattern that emerges is usually by the time they've come to see us, it's too late. Okay. So they've crossed an emotional bridge that's very significant. Now, that's There are a couple exceptions. I can think of a few in my career where folks got, you know, stayed together and decided to call off the divorce and and stayed married Mm -hmm. and rightly so. And we always suggest reconciliation as an option or have, you know, have folks considered it, have they done marriage counseling? So we, we encourage that. And I think we have an ethical duty to do that. Uh, I think it's the right thing to do anyway, but um, my best advice on that is get counseling sooner rather than later. People usually wait too long to start talking about their fundamental differences and problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, in my first marriage, my mistake was not getting together with my wife and and insisting on going to counseling and saying it it, it should have been years before. So by by the time we got to the place where you start thinking you want to get divorced, you're getting in a mental space where it's pretty far gone and it's pretty hard to build back whatever that mojo is, the magic, if you've lost that something, you know, it's worth checking to see if you can fix it. But I would say it's, it's very tough to do at that point. So okay. sooner prevention is worth, uh, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Probably nothing truer than that in the, in the family marriage world. Uh, talk communication between each other's key. Uh, stay, you know, getting counseling if you're having trouble resolving an issue. If you feel like there's something you're not being heard, insist on getting a counselor to be the go-between to get those feelings out there to have that communication. Because uh, if you wait too long and you start thinking it's time to get divorced, I think it's hard to go back across that emotional bridge. 
and I think you mentioned this in the book, maybe I'm making this up, but I'm pretty sure it was in there that once you start kicking the tires, as far as like contacting divorce attorneys, you've taken that step that you've probably, one of you has emotionally crossed that bridge and it's out of the marriage. And that actually the fact that the person who's looking for attorneys first, they're emotionally further out of it, that that can be one of the things that holds up the process that if one spouse is ready to go and one spouse isn't ready to go, sometimes it's the emotions themselves that cause the process to drag out. Now, one interesting, really uh, great insight I thought you had in there uh, was that nobody really wins in a divorce, that the the goal is just to lose by less. Uh, But then again, on the flip side, you hear about all these horror stories of people having their lives ruined or one spouse taking the other spouse to the cleaner. So is the idea of one spouse making out like a lottery winner in a divorce, is that uh, that really a myth or are those fringe cases or what's, what's up with those stories that people sometimes tell each other? Those are outliers. And since they're outliers, they make news. So since they're rare, people talk about them because that's the, that's the mythos. You know, that's what people think from TV and movies and that there is a winner and a loser and somebody crushes the other person. And, you know, they, they, one, you know, they keep the children, the other parent will never see them again. And one thing I say in the book is, you know, that one person says to the other, you're never going to get a penny. And the other person says to the other parent, you're never going to see the children and both of them are wrong. Mm-hmm. They're both going to see the kids. They're, you know, to a large extent might even be equal parenting time. And that trend is trending in that direction in most States. Um, and the assets are generally going to be divided equally. So there are exceptions, obviously, and there will typically be support of some fashion, some child support, some alimony, depending on the state, of course, but it's rare that somebody's utterly destroyed. That that's, and also the other thing is perspective. The person who may feel that way, but if you actually looked at the facts, you'd say, well, no, they've, they feel it's, it's horrible that they're giving half of the assets or that half of the assets are going to the other person. And and maybe rightly so, maybe that other person cheated on them or whatever they feel wrong. And, And so, yes, they feel like they lost and it's absolutely valid. Those feelings are valid, but objectively they have not been destroyed. Okay. That, and that makes a lot of sense. It's all about the perspective and who you ask, and maybe it's more emotions than math in that case. Sure. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining me today. I was so glad you reached out about this book. It's definitely right up the up our alley on this podcast. Again, the title of that book is I Just Want This Done, How Smart, Successful People Get Divorced Without Losing Their Kids, Money, and Minds by Rayford Palmer. He's a, uh, a very experienced divorce attorney from, I believe, Chicago, right? Yeah, we're in the Chicago area. Thank you. Okay. And so uh, if you have a question about relationships, not necessarily divorce, hopefully you ask that question before you get to the divorce point. <laughs> send that in to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be uh, parent, child, platonic friends, what you've got, whatever you've got, send it in. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.